Hello, welcome to Conversations in Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined with Paul Nealon from Irish Football Fan TV. Paul, thank you so much for coming on, having a chat. No problem thank at all. You. Um, firstly, you know, for anybody that doesn't know who Irish Football Fan TV are or what you do and the service you provide, um, I'll let you give a background on it, but i just seen there, I think it was yesterday or the day before you put up on social media, you've been ranked like 25 or something out of all the YouTube channels in Ireland. 20, uh, last night, yeah, it was 22nd. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I actually seen it. I was like, to yeah. be within the top 20, top 30 of the yeah. of YouTube channels, All YouTube in, channels Ireland. in Ireland. It's, yeah. The country itself was obviously a, a very proud. Yeah. Um, but the service you're providing is very unique. I mean, I know the sports platforms out there. I know there's all sorts of football platforms, um, broadcasts and news and updates and events. But yours is very unique because you're focusing on Irish football and you're kind of doing very good interviews with various up-and-coming footballers whether they're young or whether they're you know retired you've also met with you know some big big people like gary neville yeah, which we'll get to which we'll talk to yeah mick mccarthy you've chatted with you've chatted to a lot of the big figures in in the irish football scene and the english football scene too but how did this all start for you uh i suppose it started when i when i was in canada living over there i was coaching football and um i used well, i still uh follow a show called Toffee TV which is basically an Everton fan channel I'm obviously an Everton fan and I used to find it really difficult you'd be getting up at sometimes 6-7 in the morning to watch games over there because that's the time, times to be on the telly over there so if you couldn't make, make a game so you had work or whatever on the Saturday or Sunday whatever day it fell on um, you could basically go onto YouTube and they basically analyse the whole game give you all all the you know tactics everything that you missed so you know and you keep right up to date and i used to absolutely love well i sorry i keep saying i used to i absolutely love it like i, I do videos for them now like I, I absolutely love it but when i got back basically the first thing i did in march 2017 the first thing i did was i went, made sure i went straight over um to a game my mom actually came with me and um, the attention was to actually surprise her and go to the game but such as it just didn't work out that way but anyway <laughs> surprised her a day earlier but um we went over anyway and i stayed till the monday then because they do usually do the filming on the monday after the um the game is playing saturday so they usually film monday you'd be in the studio all day on the monday so i went in and i met them or whatever and i uh, went in seen the setup the way they did things and all and i just thought it was just like you just go in and stuff but it was it wasn't like there was lighting there was everything and i was like oh this is actually how they do it or whatever so I just anyway um, kind of long story short basically I got on to them a couple of weeks after doing that and said I'd, look, I'd like to do something like that I think you know people are always asking me my opinion on football and uh, they're always asking me my thoughts on things so I just said I, I think I could give this a go and then I just I had the idea a lot of people laughed at me um, a lot of people said oh you're, you're an idiot why should anyone listen to this idiot Fast forward two and a half years, here we are now, as you say, uh, we have a place where we can regularly film. Um, definitely one of, the, one of the biggest platforms now for, for anyone to want to know anything about any Irish footballer or up and coming, as you say. We also do like stuff for, for like players that are playing abroad, obviously Premier League and stuff like that. And we are looking to range more into doing Premier League videos on top of what we already do. But I, I would definitely say since it started, there's been a definite, um, I suppose, rise in attendances in the League of Ireland, and you can't really do anything now. Obviously, at the top with the FAI, just the John Delaney stuff and all that type of stuff. So, you, attendances were always going to drop on that. But 
I, I'm amazed at the amount of people that, that follow the show now. Like it's it's ridiculous. We've like twenty five thousand on on Instagram, and then uh, we've well, nearly seven thousand on YouTube now, and Facebook's nearly at ten thousand, and, and Twitter as well. Which if you had told me two and a half years ago, it would have went that quick, and you'd be there interviewing you know Neville, Gary Neville, and Rio Ferdinand, even Mick McCarthy. Like twenty years ago, I remember opening not too far from here, opening a, a clubhouse with a Brawford there, not too far from here, and he was the, the special guest there. And if you had said that to me, you know, growing up watching mm -hmm. him and stuff like that, but uh, that's probably the best way I could probably describe it. But two and a half years ago, it was just a thought, it was just a bit of a passion you wanted to kind of, not copy Toffee TV, but just bring that niche here and bring that platform to Ireland, which was lacking and it was missing. And, you know, obviously we have various different radio shows and you have all these different platforms, um, but not your Instagram pages, your YouTube channels that you can tune into every week and get a, you know, pre-game analysis or a pre-game chat to who do we think is going to be the starting 11 or what do we think of this new young guy who's on the rise. We don't have that and that didn't exist until you brought it and that's been true for it. But when I hear kind of you saying two and a half years ago in Canada and you were saying you used to, love Toffee TV. I know what you mean. You were away, you were at, you know, different time zone. You were away from Ireland, England, you know, scene, and you were probably missing out on some of that information. So Toffee TV was your way to link back in and exactly. stay in the loop. And, and, and to kind of go, go to your point is, I looked at it as, when I was away, Ireland were in the Euros, and there was nothing like that. And I was like, wow, you know, how is nobody like doing do more to cover this? Mm -hmm. And you know, I think with, with me doing it, and we have like other lads who would be contributors as well. But like by doing that, it, it gives more, because I'm a working class person, like yourself or whatever. So I think it gives people that, you know, they can relate to me. Mm -hmm. Because when they see a working class guy going in and interviewing the Ireland manager or whatever, they're like, okay, well, he's going to ask questions that we would like to hear, not like what the media are going to ask. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest, me and other Irish fans don't really relate to the questions that the media would ask in press conferences. It's just not what we would mm -hmm. ask, but they're looking for headlines. We just want to know as fans. Mm -hmm. We just want, you know, we just want... You're looking for insight. Realness. Uh, show your human side. So that's basically what, when I'm doing interviews, it's to get the human side, side of players and stuff like that. And I just think... People relate to me. Uh, you, you see other things like you have balls.ie and all these other things, but there's no kind of person that's kind of the main person. Like, I take all the brunt of the abuse. Like, if there's anything, something goes wrong, it's always Paul, or I'll get an email saying, oh, Paul, you did this, or whatever, because I get the brunt of it because someone has to be the mm -hmm. face of it. And I, like, I actually get called like an attention seeker and stuff like that. For, say, if there's a thumbnail for a, an interview, which I did with, uh, say, Keith Fahey, actually, and I remember going online and I'm getting abused for, for being in a picture. With an interview I conducted with uh, Keith Hyde. like some people are just a bit odd with it. So maybe it's new to them. I don't know, but some people just uh, I just don't get it. But whatever. So I, I'm happy enough to take the brunt of it. You've taken because, because yeah, but because I mean, if it wasn't good, if if you're not doing something good, you don't get feedback at all. So if you're getting negative or fee uh, or positive, you're getting feedback. So you you're you're making people watch it regardless. Mm -hmm. You know so. That's yeah, there's uh, no such thing as bad publicity. It's as they say, yeah. Once people are talking about you, I suppose, it's for the better reason your name's getting bigger and the brand has grown. But, but I, I have to say, though, and I think, um, I think I said it to you before, is that I owe a lot of people that came on the show a lot of, uh, of thanks to. I mean, without the guests coming on to speak, like, 
there's been a lot of League of Ireland lads that came on, gave up their time for nothing to come on and chat to me, like they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of, um, I suppose, Republic of Ireland legends that came on, gave me their time and stuff like that. There's been a lot of people that have helped along the way, so it hasn't just been just me going into a rocket ship and straight to the top because it's nowhere near kind of where I want to be yet, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but to be, I just want to, if in case any of them are listening, I want to be thankful to the to the people that have came on the show to to help it get it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where where did it kind of begin with you know sitting down and interviewing the likes of Gary Neville or where did it come from with, with being asked up to Belfast to interview Rio Ferdinand? How did these opportunities come about and what was that like? Um, I got asked um, to go up to Belfast because uh, basically with the show or whatever people keep up to date with stuff mm-hmm. and Ryan Nolan's agent, um, Ryan Nolan was at, obviously into Milan, he's to sign for a Serie C club mm-hmm. now, uh, he's left into Milan but his agent basically, um, they opened a new um, office I suppose you could call it, up in Belfast and they said, that, oh, Rio's going to be there. We'd love for you to cover the event or whatever. So I went up and uh, it was a good event or whatever. Managed to uh, grab Rio, um, much to his uh, PA's displeasure. But we managed to grab him in here for a couple of minutes, which was which was really good, you know. Um, and he was he was sound about because he did a, he did his own kind of YouTube channel where he basically went around. He interviewed celebrities like he, he and he was showing that on the on the day there was like a big. Um, projector with, mm-hmm. with the stuff he'd done and I was explaining to him before I sat down I says oh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of new doing this and I um, I'm doing something similar to what you know I can't remember the name of his of his YouTube channel mm-hmm. I think he did like Rihanna and he Drake and he, he had big guests on it like and uh, he'd never done it before so it was just kind of a similar thing and he was like oh, all right that's cool or whatever and then he kind of opened up to me a little bit because he because he kind of got to know what I was mm-hmm. doing type of thing and then with Gary Neville I was coming back from the last press conference um, from uh, what was it Jeff Hendrick and I think Conor Howerton were were doing a press conference with the last round of uh, your um, the Euro twenty twenty qualification games and the Switzerland and Bulgaria um, qualifiers. That's what I was saying. Bulgaria was a don't worry about it. Was a friendly um, and then on the way back, one of the guys who works for Off the Ball had said to me that uh, Gary Neville was going to be in the Marker Hotel the next day. So it was just me being me, a little bit cheeky. I just said, oh, it's a strange chance I could uh, get the email of the, of the PR company that are looking after it. So he gave me the, the email and I sent an email to them. And obviously having the likes of uh, Rio Ferdinand and that contribute on the show, I was able to say that, name drop, I suppose you could say. And then because, well, they didn't say that, but I, I assume it's, I was trustworthy then because you, it is all about kind of building that trust up that mm-hmm. players will actually trust you to come on if they mm-hmm. think you're all right they obviously will come on I never asked them anything that would, would be controversial so whenever they come on they always feel safe in the knowledge that I'm not going to ask them anything silly mm-hmm. and it's it's actually mad now because you know Gary Neville as I, I think I was saying to you off air he was actually quite nice to me but he wasn't that nice to, to other people he wasn't that nice to the photographer <laughs> and stuff like that but when I sat down he was he was dead killed with me um, so I was delighted with that and obviously getting him then and that kind of became a really big week because then I ended up interviewing James Coleman after the Switzerland game and Troy Parrott and Aaron Connolly who's after doing well now yesterday um, and all these players, so getting the same access as the the national media and stuff mm-hmm. like that now. So we get we we get 
the to interview the players and all now and we have that trust now that the, I suppose we didn't have at the start because it, it took a long while to to build up a reputation mm -hmm. you know and, and it can be gone just like that as well luckily enough it hasn't happened to us but I've seen it happen to other people like they can say there's the wrong team they get banned and whatever mm -hmm. so we are careful as well what, what I say to people but at the same time I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I just try to show the human side of the players mm -hmm. I don't um, go into an interview with an agenda you know I just like it to be like the way you're doing it with, with people just like to be not scripted just a, a general conversation so I'd have, I'd have bullet points written down and I'd um I, anything they didn't want to, I'd show them beforehand, anything you don't want to answer. So they're perfectly mm -hmm. safe in the knowledge. And sometimes we kind of go a little bit, wander off, but it's never, it's just kind of adding little bits to the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's never anything, you know, malicious or anything like that. It's, it's, uh, if they ever had a problem with it, I'd just say, well, go out. Mm -hmm. Always send them a copy before it goes out. So safe in the knowledge that. Um, yeah, and I think though as well, when you send another email to another PR company or another, you know, uh, manager for one of these guys you're adding another name to the list you know yeah. it's always about building up that profile so I've had Rio Ferdinand then you eventually get Gary Neville I've had Rio Ferdinand and Gary Neville then you can keep adding those names and then eventually break into that kind of where you know you are already on the Irish scene but break into football in general as being a known interviewer or a known platform for these guys to come on and express their views and opinions so you know you're doing everything the right way you're slowly but surely getting these really high top figures and getting a quick couple of minutes with them sitting down releasing the footage and then people then associate you with just being anybody and everybody not just Irish League of Ireland players not just Irish footballers international players anybody and yeah, everybody well, that's kind of and I always go back to this point to people is that people are always like well it has to be solely Irish football related but not necessarily because so many people that follow the Premier League and we, I, I remember getting abused over you know doing Premier League videos before. It was like, oh, well, it has to be. It's like, well, if you're an Irish football fan, you're a fan of football. That's always what I go back to, mm -hmm. and that's what it's supposed to be. So that's why we will we will be going back to doing Premier League videos again, but we'll still be doing League of Ireland, the national team, and the Premier League. So we're covered all year round because the the League of Ireland stops. So it make, you, you would make no, it would make a big gap there with nothing, mm -hmm. relying on. Uh, Ireland then playing in I don't know March or February or whatever because after November mm -hmm. they won't have a game for you a would while. just hit a lull then yeah basically so we're gonna, we, we will be doing Premier League videos so my, my um, advice to the people that have a problem with that is just don't watch the Premier League videos watch, watch the videos that you still like so mm -hmm. that's my um, yeah but your audience is not just one type of people or one you know it's not just one target you're targeting Irish football fans so we all follow a team in England some of us a team in Ireland and our country so you know you're not just doing what I think about it as well as and it's very good how you do it you're not just doing Premier League updates you know you're you're mainly focusing most of the time which I like on the likes of Troy Parrott and he's getting a start here in, in you know yeah. pre-season uh, exactly you know you're, you're focusing on Irish players playing in that league now, some of the times there might be something controversial that happened, there's something in the media or something, a big headline, and you'll give a view or a comment, and I love hearing that from somebody, like you said, mm. that I can relate to. Somebody that's on the same level as me, have a well, meeting. Maybe like the Richard Kyo situation. So, you know, when we think of kind of making these videos at home and 
building this channel up to what it is now. Like you said, you know, you're touching 7,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is huge. 25,000 on Instagram and 10,000 on Facebook. You know, you add up all them together. It's a massive, massive amount of people tuning into your content. But this all started with home videos, you know, in your bedroom or working with various people, different contributors yeah, yeah. To, to help make the content work. But now you're, you're in a position where you have a permanent place you go and record. It's consistent. There's set days and there's set times where footage is coming out. But what was it like interviewing the first person? Because you were doing all this on your own and you had people helping you, but you are the face behind the camera. And then eventually then... I am the camera as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's true. But now you're also somebody sitting across from these yeah. big guests. What, what was your first interview like? Um, it was Matt Holland. I got onto him um, with an Instagram direct message, which I'm sure you're used to doing yourself. Um, so I got onto him, and I just I remember being what age would I? Uh, Ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Uh, sitting there in my sitting room with my dad, who's passed away now, watching um, him score that goal against Cameroon in the World Cup 2002. And I, he's always been one of my favourite players. And that goal will always live. It'll always be a good memory with me and my dad. So I always hold that memory, you know, close to my heart. So to get it with him was was a special moment. But as well, I had to go to to London to do that. I had to go to um, Essex. Um, what's that the name? Stansted. Sorry, uh, he lives in Essex. So he he met me at the the holiday in there, and I had to rent out like a like a like a hotel room basically for the day. But I wasn't even staying in it, like it was just for the Your flight was set for that night, wasn't so it? So I wasn't even like a, I got the room for the day or anything like that. I actually went back down to London to stay in a friend's house to come back up or whatever. It was a bit of a mess, but it was well you worth got it in the my video. opinion. Yeah, 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 of course. He was such a lovely guy for the From the minute I, I met him, like he was just couldn't have been any nicer. And he still follows the show and is always wishing me well. And actually, when I got the Rio Ferdinand interview, he was like, uh, I'm really proud of you, well done. Like. And I was just like, wow, for someone like him to turn around and say that. Yeah, but considering he was your first one, so he's watching how much it's grown, and I'm watching how much it's grown, because I didn't know you when you interviewed Ferdinand, but I've known you since and before the Neville interview, and, and what kind of makes me feel excited for you then is, who's next? Yeah. Who We, we don't know who's next, you don't know who's next. Yeah, well, I didn't even know Gary Neville was next, as I said, it kind of just sprung upon me, and I was just like, oh, no, But that's going to happen again, there's going to be another big event, um, whether it's in Dublin or whether it's anywhere in Ireland, you, you are clearly proving one thing and one thing only, that you'll travel to whatever you have to, whether it's to London, whether it's to, to Scotland, which you do regularly, yeah. whether it's to north, south of Ireland, you'll go where you have to to get the content because you're passionate about sitting with these people and not just get footage because it has on the thumbnail Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, Mick McCarthy. It's not about that because when I watch your videos, you genuinely ask real questions that I would love to ask myself. So you are doing it for one reason, and that's for the content. Yeah. And I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, but the, like, like the one with Matt Holland was brilliant. I done one recently with uh, Keith Fahey, which was a really, mm -hmm. really good one. Like he still texts, he's actually in his text me earlier on, just going, great to, I actually sent him a text. And he's like, it's great to hear from you. I, I, I still always think back to the interview. I've never felt so comfortable in life. And when you, when you hear players like that who mm -hmm. you grew up watching, I watched that one. That was a long one as well. It was yeah, like yeah, 40 yeah. minutes or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He was just brilliant. Yeah. And because it didn't it feel like 40 minutes because it was so flowy. You just had the the pace of it and how relaxed your boat were. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of came really from well kind of came from him. Like and body language. I was maybe. just again. I sat down with him beforehand. I just said, "Is there anything you don't want to talk about?" And he he's just real. 
He's just a proper Dublin lad. He's just mm-hmm. like, ah, no, I don't give a bollocks. Go on. And I, I like how he it. spoke about when he was younger and he was like a kid playing football for the local team, but he was banging in the goals. Like he was scoring nearly too many goals, and then they were like, right, we've got to do something. Yeah, and he never thought he was good. Yeah, and that was crazy? the strangest thing about it because he was he was brilliant and great for Pats as well. He was. I remember back in the day growing up and. I was only younger. He was a hero down he, there. he was brilliant. Yeah, Richmond Park. They, they love him down there. But future plans for Irish football fan TV. What What's the plans in the future? Just to keep doing what you're doing. But have you got anything coming up? Or well, I gave up working a year ago to go full time at it. Okay. Um, to, just to try get the following up and, and start getting more interviews. And I've done that now mm, to date. So, so the next plan would be is to start getting um, sponsorship and. I have the contacts there, and the, like I'm, I could pretty much interview the whole Irish team if mm-hmm. I wanted to. I just haven't got the money to go over basically and keep doing it consistently. So I know for a fact I could go over and interview John Egan and any of the Sheffield United lads. I could interview Dan Randolph. All I have to do is give him a give him a shout. Like it's it's crazy because I have, you know, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Randolph, Connor Howard, John Egan. They're all following this, the content now. Which I would have laughed at if I had said to me at the start. Now they're all, they're all following the page, and they're all actively like liking the pictures and whatever because it's positive. It's not mm-hmm. a negative spin. I know we spoke about Richard Keogh, or whatever, but the thing is, you have to cover the good and the bad. You can't just cover the the good and paper over the cracks. So sometimes I I I, I imagine that they get a little bit like oh you shouldn't I shouldn't be going there that type of thing, but. For the most part, we we just try to bring positivity to Irish football. You look at yeah. when O'Neill was involved, there was no signs of uh, of positivity there. Now look at us now, a year and a bit later. It's actually weird, isn't it? How much funny how football have works. It is. Uh, uh, being on stage with, in front of a lot of people, um, it does give me a little bit of anxiety, I suppose. But I suppose after a little bit, I mean, I was on stage with Paul McGrath in front of um, a good few people last year. It was about a year ago. Uh, in the Sally Noggin Inn. and that was great. That was a great experience. Be up there with someone as 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 um as big as he is in Irish football was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was asked to do it, like, I'd say you just soaked it all up and just enjoyed every bit of it. I was nervous. I didn't actually. Do you know what? I didn't even drink. Um, I usually normally have a couple of points just to just to settle the nerves. Those types of events, but I didn't even. Have, I, I I stayed in the water. Um, I didn't even drink at it. I, um, but he was lovely. He was such a nice guy. You, you couldn't. Couldn't have met a nice guy. I swear to God, he he was just so nice, and he sent me a lovely message. I love the tweet after being like, "You were amazing last night. Uh, well done to you. That was brilliant." And I was just like, "Wow!" I just got a couple of pictures with him and whatever. Mm. If, if anyone wanted to come on and talk about uh, their book or whatever, I'd have one. No problem. Mm. And also, like, we don't just have footballs. Like, we we would have on a say. So this week we're playing Georgia. So we'll have like a match preview. So I'll have all my research done, you know, all the facts, who's George's best player, top score, assists, uh, who should we be wary of, mm-hmm. um, what their form's like coming into this game, and so on. And same with Ireland, then we'd have a start in 11 show, which we would kind of... I wanted to ask you about that. Was the Armenia game, you, you actually no. named the team No, perfectly. it was uh, Switzerland, I think it was... I think it was Switzerland we got it nailed on. You, you, whatever, whatever game it was, I remember seeing you actually named the team. Yeah, I think it was Switzerland. But we but basically that's just basically the team we want to see. And we kind of do it with a bit of, re, um, a bit of reality in there mm-hmm. too. Like, so you kind of have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. with it. So, so you'll have, say, I don't know, maybe throw in Aaron Connolly for the laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'd want to see him. Well, it's not really for the laugh, but you want to see him. 
uh, because he's young and exciting. No, but, but it might be a long shot, but you're yeah. just throwing him because you genuinely believe it. But then you kind of have an argument with the person who's on saying, No, okay, I don't well, think he's worthy of it. Yeah, I don't think exactly. he deserves it. And then you kind of have to come to a, okay, well, realistically, you're probably going to have Callum Robinson and David McCullough mm-hmm. or something like that. So you have those shows. So I'd have, say if a fighter had a, an upcoming uh, fight and he liked football, like I'd have them on no problem. To discuss football? Yeah. As you said, and I think it needs to be known for anybody tuning into this channel, um, Irish football fan TV is what it says. Yeah. It's Irish football TV for fans, really. It's not just one niche. It's not just League of Ireland, because if it was League of Ireland, it'd be called League of Ireland TV. Yeah. Or if it was Irish international team, it'd be called that. It's, in a wider sense, a football fan TV channel for Irish people. And I thank you so really? much for coming on, Paul. No, listen, thanks for I'll having me. I'll be watching me. everything in the future. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we should collaborate more often.